Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 726, recorded live on May 21st, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who might now have to worry about getting COVID in his household, Dave Play. Hey, that's me. And the man whose household is finally mostly over it, Andy Lowe. Hi. Mostly over it. Well, yeah, who's, still, you, who's still positive? Did, did you not hear Kate coughing? Uh, I, I did, but I did not associate that with having COVID. Yes. I perhaps should have. Yeah, Kate's got a lingering cough. No, no. Yeah. yeah. But um, Isaac seems to be perfectly fine. I feel perfectly fine, like 90% of the time, you know, still get tired easily. But that could also just be, you know, lack of sleep. <laughs> Middle age. Middle age, having small children, you know, toddlers. Yep. You're not middle-aged yet. I mean, we're getting kind of close to it. That's true. Double our age. Kate has have a point. If we double our ages, we're still younger than our dads. So... We are not. Wait, say that again? If we double our ages right now, yeah, we are still younger than our dads. Okay, that is that is true. I've got like four years to go. <laughs> yep. So, yes, not middle age yet, but yes, small children. Uh, Megan, Megan's quarantine, because she's too young to wear a mask, uh, ended yesterday. Woo! Yep. Yeah, I spent a uh, majority of this week as I had talked about on the podcast before, having those separate uh, sick days, specifically for sick days. Mm -hmm. um, I had her Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this week, so she did not seem to be affected by it at all. That's good, but was positive. Yes, yes, yes. We did test everyone, positive. Everyone tested positive. Yes, but we're we're you know we're almost completely in the clear. Cool. I had an adventure this week, which actually ties into this because this is where my close contact, positive contact, came from. Are you ready for an adventure, Andy? I'm always ready for an adventure. I have small children. Every day is an adventure. My father's aunt, so my grand aunt, okay, is not related by blood. She married into the family, uh, and she passed away ooh, like. Two years ago, year and a half ago, somewhere around there. Okay. And they had the funeral, and she was cremated. One of her last wishes was to be buried with her husband. Now, she was in Ann Arbor, and her husband was in Milwaukee. So on Thursday, they had the burial, and I went out to Milwaukee, because it's 90 minutes away. I took the day off. It had been a really rough week at work anyway, so I, like, I was thankful for the day off. And I went off to Milwaukee and to this burial. Now, the first wild thing... Is that as as I was walking over to the grave, I was looking around. And I'm like, wait, I know that name and that name and that name. And oh, my God, this is where all the Goodmans are buried. This is my grandmother's family, like her parents, my great grandparents are buried there, as well as all of their siblings, because it's a giant family plot. So my great, great grandfather and all of his children are buried there. Whoa. Now, my great-great-grandfather also was not born in the U.S. Like, he is a, a, he's an immigrant. He came over from the old country. So, like, that was really cool to see and be like, oh my god, like, th those two graves, those are literally the people I'm named after. Hmm. Yeah, so, we don't, I don't, I don't have that. Let's see. Right? Yeah. Like, 
not a lot of people do anymore. And it was just so weird to be there and be like, holy shit, like there's okay. And like just thinking about the family tree, like I took pictures of the graves and sent them to my cousins because none of them knew where it was either. Yeah. And be like, hey guys, I found our great great grandfather. <laughs> And great-great-grandmother. She was there, too. Because grandma and grandpa on mom's side are up in Manistee. Grandpa and grandma on dad's side are up in Old Mission, up in Traverse City, I do believe. I'll have to ask dad about that one. But beyond that, I don't know... Where your family is. Yeah. Where are the bodies buried, Andy? Well, I I don't know. Granted, you know, <clears throat> Grandpa Lowe came from Canada. Yep. And Great Grandpa Lowe came from Scotland. Okay. So, you know, it's it was a very quick jump over here. <laughs> well, here, I will send you... So, yeah, no, it, there could be some in Canada, there could be some in Scotland. And then, of course, yeah, the Andersons... <clears throat> are probably just, I I swear we've seen we saw some of them when we were in Sweden back in shoot we just talked about this in the family chat yeah I, we saw we saw some of them in Sweden when we were over there because you know why not if we're over in Sweden yeah, we like, might as you're well looking you looking know. at your family history yeah yeah oh yeah no that was part of yeah. mom's reason going over there was bringing the the family tree and like sitting down with the other family over there going okay let's combine. Combine genealogy charts here and figure this all out. Yeah. That was when I discovered I'm somehow related to uh, one of the Roosevelt's. <laughs> well, technically, Andy, technically, yes, I know. I'm, if I'm related to one of the Roosevelt's, I'm related to the other Roosevelt's. Kind of well. related to the other ones. That's how relations work. Yeah. So this was the first part of the, the adventure. This was not the full adventure. Oh, also, I just sent oh, you the mo- pictures. Oh, oh, wait, there's more. There's, but wait, there's more. Because uh, I haven't explained the close contact yet. Like that's heck, true. Yes. Right? No. If this if, is at a grave site, like we're all outdoors. Close, yeah. If you somehow got a close contact with the deceased right. person. Well, I mean, I had family there, right? Yeah, yeah. And one of them indeed tested positive the day after, but it was outdoors, like wide open air. We like no one was really close. Whatever. Um, we go out to lunch. So okay, it's a little closer. That's a little like. Mm, and I park like a um hang on one sec. I park about a block away, um, and then go into the restaurant. And I come back out of the restaurant, we you know, we take pictures and et cetera, et cetera, and I come back out and I go to where my car is, and it's not there. Oh no. And I'm like, uh <laughs> My parents are, you know, uh, two blocks away because they had driven in because it's my dad's aunt. Yeah. Uh and so like I immediately call them because I'm in Milwaukee. I am 90 miles away from my house. I can't walk that in a day. No. I don't have a car. And I'm like, "Uh, guys, I think my car might have been stolen. So they drive back. I'm looking around, like, just double checking, like, I did park here, right? Like, I parked right here. This is where I parked. Okay. Uh, what the heck? And so I call 911, because what else are you going to do if you think your car might have been stolen? Yeah. And the the service operator on 911 was very nice uh, and very understanding and was like, okay, have you checked with the tow lot? And I'm like, why would I check with the tow lot? Why would my car be towed? I parked here between the lines with two-hour parking. Wouldn't you have given me, like, a citation instead of just towing the car? I didn't say any of this. I said, like, uh, no, I don't know what tow lot that would be or where to check. And she says, all right, I'll connect you. Hang on. 
can you give me the license plate of the car? And I read, you know, I spelled out the license plate and, you know, what's your name? Gave her my name. She went and checked with the tow lot. And sure enough, they had towed my car for parking there without being registered with the state of Wisconsin. What? My car's registration was two years out of date. Did you forget to renew? I forgot to renew. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to... Not only did I forget to renew my registration, Andy, I forgot for two years. The registration expired in April of 2020. Now, in my defense, (laughs) something was kind of going on in April of 2020. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I wasn't exactly driving in a lot of places. So, on the way to the tow lot is where the real close contact came because I was trapped in the car in an enclosed space with the family member who tested positive. Uh, but yeah, yeah, had to, had to drive to the tow lot. I registered my car from my phone while we were driving to the tow lot because they won't let you take it out if it's not registered. Yep. They won't let you take it out if you don't have proof of insurance. So I registered, I like registered, I downloaded the state farm app so I could prove that I had insurance. And yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that because uh, for some odd reason, the, the state of Michigan had sent me my renewal paperwork in already, even though it is May and my birthday is in July. July. Yep. So I, I actually uh, <clears throat> tried renewing online. But uh, it popped up internal error when I was trying to check out, like during during the final checkout process. You know, I clicked the button to say, yes, payment, please pay. And then it popped up internal error. And I'm like, well, shoot, I didn't get a receipt or anything. So I tried back the second day and tried it again. Still internal error. I'm like, well, shoot, I'll just go to like Meyer or something. And, you know, they have little kiosks here in Michigan that you can do all that stuff on at the grocery store, because why not? And then all of a sudden... Um, my my tags actually show up in the mail, and it, they actually charged me twice because both of those times it actually went through, but it didn't oh, no. actually generate a receipt. But then they actually noticed it and credited <clears throat> me back one of my uh, renewals. Okay, yeah. That's so I, as you're talking about your registration, I am literally staring at my registration and tags for my license plate. Literally right in front of me. Yep. So in Michigan, they do it on your birthday, right? Yes. In Wisconsin, it's whenever the car became active. That, I can see I can see pros and cons both ways. Yep. Well, the but nice yeah. thing about the Michigan one is, like, you know when that's going to be. Yes. Right? Oh, it's my birthday. I need to re-register the car. Yeah, you need to register the car. Your license expires the same day. You know, every, yep. yeah, everything is tied. And you're going to take care of all of it at the Secretary of State. Yep. Right? Like, you're just, you're there. Well, granted, I haven't actually been into the Secretary of State. Um, when someone in Wisconsin told me, like, asked me about the DMV, and I'm like, what? The what? They're like, wait, where do you get your license? I'm like, the Secretary of State. Where do you get yours? The Department of Motor Vehicles. Oh. It's like, you don't have DMVs in Michigan? Like, well, kind of do. We just don't call them that. The Secretary of State's office. It's the Secretary of State office. It's the same place you would, like, apply for a passport. <clears throat> 
Yeah, you know, I've got the uh, I've got the enhanced license, and I still haven't had to go back in and reprove that I'm a citizen. I've been able to do it over the through the mail the last couple of times. So yay! I haven't had to haven't had to be in that building in in literally years. So that's good. I will have to get my th- my license changed though next time though because I don't wear uh, corrective lenses anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so I if they it. wait, does that mean if they catch you right now and they're like, "Sir, why aren't you wearing your corrective lenses?" I technically could get in trouble because my 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 license does say that i need uh restrictions corrective corrective lenses on, yeah on my license it says i have a restriction for that so you you might want to have like just a pair in the car well i've got uh i picked up uh, a pair of sunglasses at costco yeah because you know all my sunglasses used to be prescription sunglasses well that doesn't work anymore <laughs> So, you know, I picked up a I picked up a cheap pair at uh five below, but they were flimsy plastic things and they didn't fit into my little sunglass holder in my car. Because my car's got that little like overhead bin that's supposed to be for sunglasses. Um but they didn't fit in there. So I'm going through Costco and I was getting my uh winter tires taken off finally. Um so I had had an hour to kill. So of course, you know, I grab a Costco hot dog. Yeah, buck fifty. Buck fifty hot dog plus drink. And I just cruise up and down the aisles for an hour until they call me to tell me my tires are done. And I saw yeah. sunglasses there, and I'm like, well, shoot, I could actually wear these. <laughs> That's a new experience for you. I know. And you've, never, I, that, you've never been able to just purchase off-the-shelf sunglasses. No, never. Everything has always had to be either prescription or those, like, clip-on. Clip-on. Yeah, so it looks like I'm from, like, the 1980s. <laughs> or... The president of the United States. Yeah, that's true. Right? I mean, he wears aviator glasses, but yes. does he also have clip-ons? Uh, no, I've only seen him with the aviators. Okay. But um, I, I was like, you know what? I can actually buy these. And they fit. They're, they're you know, they're wire frames, and so they're nice and thin when they fold up, and they fit perfectly in my little thing there. So I could just, you know, if I ever get pulled over, I'll just put the sunglasses on. Be like, what? <laughs> these are, these are like, my- sir, it's nighttime. Sorry, my my other glasses broke, and so this I you know corrective lenses I got them. <laughs> sure, corrective lenses, sir. I have that same pair. <laughs> I bought them at Costco. Hey, Costco sells eyeglasses. It does. In fact, Costco Optical does not require a Costco membership. Really? Yep. Granted, I don't need that anymore. But then was- you can, if you want, if you need to get into a Costco and don't have a Costco membership, you can always just go and be like, "Oh, I'm just going to the the uh, glasses, the Costco Optical." Actually, in Michigan, you can say you're buying booze. Really? In Michigan, you do not have to have a Costco membership to go into Costco and buy booze. That's interesting. I did not know that. Yep. In Michigan's one of the states that says you do, you know, you do not have to have a membership in order to purchase alcohol. I wonder what other states that is true in. I'm, I don't know. I just know Michigan, there's a sign posted up there near the entrance that says, you know, Costco membership is not required for purchase of alcohol. <laughs> so if you ever need Why? to get into, yeah, like, if you, I don't, I don't know. That's just so weird. But yeah, no, if, you, if you're in Michigan and you need to get into a Costco to get your buck 50 hot dog, because you don't need a membership to purchase from the food court. Couldn't you just say, I'm here to get stuff from the food court? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like, legit, Andy, do you, do you really need to fake a way into Costco if you're just going there to get stuff from the food court? Get your buck fifty <laughs> hot dog and drink. 
Yeah, your buck fifty hot dog and your three dollar large drink. No, no, no. The buck the the drink is part of the buck fifty. Oh Jesus Christ, Costco! <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But Costco, also, yeah, what? hot hot dog plus twenty ounce beverage, buck, buck 50. fifty. Yeah. How much does a twenty ounce beverage cost at McDonald's? Uh, right now, a dollar. Dog. Okay. Because right now, during the summer, all size beverages are only a buck at McDonald's. All right. Well, why wouldn't I get the large? It's the same price. Yeah, that's why you should get the small. I get the medium right now because there's <laughs> currently a, a deal in the app where you, mm-hmm. if you order one of their chicken sandwiches, you get medium fries and a medium drink for free. So medium fries, medium drink, and a chicken sandwich for under five bucks. Yeah. So that is the current go-to meal because there's McDonald's everywhere. There are indeed McDonald's everywhere. Everywhere. A lot of places. Not everywhere, but a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Not in Russia anymore. <laughs> I heard that. McDonald's just like closed everything in Russia. Yep. They're just like, nope, we're not doing that. Yeah, nope, they're leaving Russia, so. I mean, good for them? Question mark. I suppose. Um, yeah. So should we get to the topics? Maybe. Probably. Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, sure. Topics. What would you like to talk about, Andy? Well, we've got, we've got a variety of space topics here. So we could, we could start out in space again. I think this is on uh, Kate's bingo card, too. So. I saw that Kate created a, a RA podcast bingo spreadsheet card yes. thing. I didn't get a chance. Actually, we should probably go look at that right now. <laughs> well, it's just a list of topics at the moment. She hasn't actually created an actual bingo card yet. Oh, oh, it's a it's a build build your own bingo card. Oh, OK. Oh, and mentioned think- during the podcast. She, I don't think she's got 24 top things on there yet. No, she's got 13 things. Oh, she's got half a bingo card. <laughs> Andy, you sound so condescending. Oh, man. I, mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, she's she's got our number. Yep, these are pretty... <laughs> I don't understand story. Okay, never mind. I do understand. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yep, that, that all looks pretty good. One of these is actually one of my personal missions. Yeah, that one specifically is like my personal mission um, to get that to happen every so often. On your side, specifically. Yes, and sometimes I try, if, if that ever comes up, to try and get it off to go on your side. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. I'll have to think of some more on this list at some point. But, um, well, we can, uh, do we have, well, we have SpaceX, but we just have, uh... We have Space News. Yes. It's not SpaceX related. Um, I'm, Space News, the web should be, like, starting to collect data. It's not one of our topics, but just, like, I've seen more and more stuff of, like, yep, we're getting ready. <clears throat> Everything is in place. Oh, it can now track moving objects. Really? Which is good, because literally everything is moving (laughs) when you're orbiting. (laughs) Hmm. Now weekly temperature plots. They're like, yep, it's weekly now because it's pretty friggin' stable. Mm -hmm. That is a very, very cold thing. 6.1 degrees Kelvin. Well, speaking of, well, actually, we could go straight to some satellite topics. Yeah. Well, the first thing is uh, something's going weird with Voyager 1, and they're trying to figure out what it is. I mean, Voyager 1 is very, 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 very far away. 14.5 billion miles from Earth. The furthest man-made object? Yep. Right now, the... um, The telemetry that's coming back from Voyager is not matching up to what 
should be going on. The spacecraft's altitude, articulation, and control system, which... Uh, altitude re- or attitude? Sorry, attitude. Yeah, altitude. Okay. Like, altitude. Altitude is kind of... It, it, you're beyond measuring that at this point. It doesn't make so much sense when you're... Yeah. Sorry, yes. Attitude, articulation, okay. and control system, which is responsible for orientating Voyager 1 correctly in space, as well as yep. pointing the high-gain antenna, which broadcasts the telemetry data back to Earth. Yep. Um, so we're receiving data. So the probe... So it's got to be pointing at us. Yeah, it's got to be pointing at us. There's If it's not <laughs> pointing at us, then, you know, we wouldn't be receiving the data. So the, the, the antenna is still pointing at us, but the telemetry data says that uh, uh, the data... Ap- may appear to be randomly generated or does not reflect any possible state the AACS could be in. We didn't put, like, any sort of artificial intelligence on this thing, right? Like, this isn't Hal doing some weird stuff. This is this is the start of the Star Trek movie. Well, that was supposed to be Voyager 6, right? Voyager? Voyager was Voyager 6? Okay. Pretty sure Voyager is Voyager 6. I, I, Voyager, are you sure? Yes, because it's a fictional one. Okay. Hang on. Let me let me just look this up just to double check, but I'm pretty sure V'ger was Voyager 6. <clears throat> yep. Boom! Yeah, I, I should not... An unmanned deep space probe launched by NASA in the late 20th century. Voyager 6. Okay. Because they didn't want to use an actual, like, real Voyager. <clears throat> okay. Well... Okay, so Voyager 1, its control system data doesn't make any sense, but it still seems to be working. Yeah, that's kind of a programmer's nightmare. Also, because you can't exactly just, like, turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah, the, um... What is it? It takes, uh, 20 hours one way to, um... For a signal to reach it. Yes. So, uh, just to, just to send any sort of, just any query of information to Voyager... is a two-day round trip. Two-day round trip, yes. I am thoroughly amazed that we, we have sent something almost a light day away, and that we can still communicate with it. <laughs> that's the, that's the amazing part. Like, how... How small a point do you have to have for aiming this thing? And how strong a transmitter does it have to be that we can pick it up? Well, it Voyager 1 talks to the Deep Space Network, right? Yeah, I believe Voyager 2 does as well. But yeah, no, Voyager 2 is still not as far, though, because Voyager 1, that was the one that, um, that's the one that they kind of slingshotted straight out. Voyager 2 right. is the one that tried to get all the planets. Yeah. And still, just how quickly the Voyager programs, like, got together after they realized the flyby lined up. That they could launch both and, like, hit all of them? Yes. So Voyager 1 is so far out that when I have it on the computer as, like, a 3D environment and you start scrolling away, nothing else changes. None of the other positions change because you can't scroll enough to make it, like, make a difference. That's crazy, crazy, crazy far. That's Voyager 1. Where's Voyager 2? How do I search Voyager 2? Voyager 2 is also very far away. Oh, yeah. So here it is. The guy... Oh, it's Pioneer 10. Uh, Gary... 
Gary Flandro in the summer of 64 was assigned the task of studying techniques for exploring the outer planets. <clears throat> During his study, he discovered the alignment was going to happen um, and realized they had to get every, you know, they had to get everything set up and turned around and launched by 77. They were so, like, shit. Let's like do it. this, yeah, this will cut mission duration time from 40 years to less than 10 years, but you have to launch now. Now. And just how quickly that got put together is just crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> Come on. Give me just like an interstellar map with the location of both Voyagers. How hard? Well, it's uh, it's not as far as Pioneer 11 or Pioneer 10. So it's Voyager 1, Pioneer 11, Pioneer 10, Voyager 2? Yes, I do believe if I'm looking at this right. Okay. And of course, all of these were launched before we knew about, like, Eris and Makimaki and all the other, like, dwarf planetoids that are out there. So we yeah. probably aren't sending things to those. No. That would continue to be a, like, 40-year thing to get something that far out. <clears throat> uh, it looks Pumaya, like Voyager Pumake. 2 is 125 astronomical units away. Voyager one is 151 astronomical units away, just in case you want to get actual numbers. I like numbers. Well, I, I hope you like numbers. I'm a fan of numbers. Each site has a 230-foot antenna. <clears throat> oh, lovely. There's only one that can actually have direct line of sight to Voyager 2. Why? Because it's the only one in the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, no. Did we launch Voyager 2 south? It's, it, at that point, it's kind of hard to actually, like, talk about North and South. Yeah. But it is visible only in the Southern Hemisphere. Oops. So that means it's only visible for, like, what, a third of the day? I guess so. <clears throat> Status, going interstellar since 2018. Speed relative to the sun. Voyager 2 is going at 35,000 miles per hour. Voyager 1 is 38,000 miles per hour. <clears throat> Man, that's cool. So uh, yeah, like, 200, 230 so cool. foot antenna to receive it. And probably that's still, like, super impressive, right? What's the name of the deep space antennas? The DSN? Yeah, the DSN. Yep. The Deep Space Network. <clears throat> God. Yeah, apparently a lot of the southern uh, DSN is currently communicating with Mars. At least I assume that's what the MMS stuff is. Soho is the solar orbiter, isn't it? Yes. Madrid is currently talking to the James Webb Space Telescope. <clears throat> Man, I didn't know Madrid had so many sub ones. You're looking at the DSN graph yep. right now? Right now. I love that they have this now. Yeah, they've had it for years. Is the number below it the size of the dish? Uh, no. There's no, it's just the name of the... Yeah, it's the name, the name of the dish. Okay. Yep. View world map. Oh, God. <laughs> so... I, I should say, I should I should talk about this briefly. Um, I had to take my monitor that I was borrowing from work back to work. So we took the TV from the basement, which is like a 33, 30, probably close to 40 inch TV. <laughs> okay. And that's on the desk right now. Oh my. That's what I'm staring at. It is my arm, stick your arm straight out in front of you. That's how far away this TV is from me. It is almost exactly my arm length in front of me. And I just put up that world map and it looks really freaking impressive. 20 kilowatt transmitter. Oh my God. How would you like to work on that, Andy? Oh boy. <clears throat> Well, I actually have a 25 kilowatt transmitter that, you know, I, I deal with. So I, I deal with higher power stuff, but this antenna setup is just... Yep. 
See, 70 meters, that's about, what, 22 stories tall? I couldn't tell you. Interesting, though. The the one communicating with web is using a 2 gigahertz frequency. Isn't that, like, very close to um, Wi-Fi? Yes. So does their Wi-Fi... <laughs> if I have a, like, cell phone and I've got the phone near the antenna, am I just not going to be able to get Wi-Fi? Most likely, <laughs> yes. Because it's too... They wouldn't... I mean, they'd shut it down. They wouldn't want the interference. Uh, because the uplink signal is at 2.09 gigahertz. That's real close to 2.11. The down is 2.27. I love these numbers. Power transmitted... Five kilowatts for the up signal. Oh my god. Andy, you, you will probably, I assume, you will appreciate this number because it's talking about the power received, which means that's the strength of the signal coming in, right? Yes. The power received is five times ten to the negative nineteenth kilowatts. Yep, that's a that's a pretty fringe signal. Fringe signal? Well, does, uh, I'd have to convert it to millivolts, which is normally what we use for measuring signal strength. Well, they've got it in, I assume this is decibel meters? or I don't know. Yeah, DBM. DBMs, yep. Is that decibel meter? Yes, yes it is. Hey, negative 122. That's a pretty weak signal. <laughs> Most of the time, we consider fridge signals to be down at mag- negative uh, 70. Mm-hmm. It's, so yeah, minus 100. That's, that's a pretty weak yeah. signal. Although this is interesting. There's actually two downlink signals from the James Webb. One at the 2.27, which is the negative 123. The other is at 25.9 gigahertz. That is a way higher frequency. It is also a much, much stronger signal. I wonder why they went with two. Jeez. I used used to know why they picked this specific data uh, frequencies. Yeah? Uh, Because I did a research on this for astronomy class back in college. And I can't for the life of me remember why they picked those frequencies. Well, the... the, uh, higher gigahertz is going to mean a higher data rate. Yes, you're going to get a higher data rate, but you're going to have problems with <laughs> interference yep. and things stopping you. But if the broadcast antenna on the web is powerful enough and targeted properly, which apparently is a problem with the Voyager right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, if you look at the 2.27 gigahertz, your data rate is only 40 kilobits a second. But the yeah. 25 gigahertz frequency is 28, 28 meg-, meg a second. Yep. I would have killed for that when I was a kid. <laughs> 28 megabytes per second when I was a kid? Hell, that might be faster than what I have. No, I have 10 times that speed now. Let me hop on my Wi-Fi and do a speed test. So, yeah, so Voyager 1's got problems, but it's only... All the other stuff seems to be okay. It's just the attitude, articulation, and control system seems to be wonky. Yeah. Can't really turn it off and turn it back on, though. No. Yeah, my download speed is 10 times the James Webb speed currently. The project manager for Voyager 1 and 2 says, a mystery like this is sort of par for the course at this stage. <laughs> like, spa- yeah, it's yeah. really far out there. We're, the spacecraft we're not are, sure. Yeah, the spacecraft are both almost 45 years mm-hmm. old, which is far beyond what the mission planners anticipated. We're also in interstellar space that no spacecraft have flown in before. So, <laughs> it's like, you know, at this point, if we lose contact with it, 
will be sad, but also whatever. Yeah. Scientific <laughs> scientific instruments are still coming back at fine. So the scientific data is actually coming back okay. It's just we, the Voyager 1 somehow doesn't really know where it is, but somehow it's still... Well, but if it, like, I, I think the problem is if something happens and it has to correct its, uh, its attitude, if it has to move itself to try and stay pointing at Earth, it's going to screw up. Yes. As long as everything stays the way it is, as long as nobody <laughs> touches it. Just put a sign not on, much you know, out there that would touch it. Yeah, just put a sign, just tape a sign on Voyager 1 and says do not touch. <laughs> All right, Andy, what I need you to do <laughs> is get out to interstellar space with a sign that says do not touch. Yes. Um, don't worry about coming back. I don't think it'll be it probably won't be much of an issue. I'll just I'll just, you know, have like a whiteboard and then I'll just get myself going the same speed next to Voyager 1 so I don't actually have to, you know. <laughs> Do not touch. Just hold it. <clears throat> oh, Dart is out there. I love Dart. Dart was adorable. So, Voyager 1. Yeah. Um, military space lasers. What? Yes. <clears throat> military space lasers. Yes. DARPA. The the Jewish ones? <laughs> Oh, God, I can't believe that. I get my news from Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, Twitter feed, so I already know, like, it's it's clearly the Jews. Yes. So this was, um, <clears throat> it was called the Blackjack Project. Okay. DARPA is trying to build a constellation of small satellites in low Earth orbit, just like everybody else, it seems. Yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> to do what? Well, to communicate. And support military operations. <clears throat> they had two satellites launched that used infrared lasers to transmit data between <clears throat> two military satellites. Okay. Using infrared lasers. Yeah. So they transferred more than 200 gigabits of data over 60 miles in space. I mean, woo? Well, the... So this is this is exactly what SpaceX is trying to do. Right. Why is DARPA just wants their own up there so they don't have to rely on anybody else for military communications. Yeah, but like we don't want a whole bunch. I mean, I'm still not thrilled about the number of Starlink SpaceX. satellites. Up. Yeah. Yeah, like hogging up the space and then if everyone wants to do that <clears throat> 200 gigabits over 40 minutes and they are looks like they are planning on launching 20 satellites this fall and then launching an additional 126 satellites by 2024 oh no man <clears throat> that's that's kind of messy right like that's not just me yeah no the supposedly 42,000 satellites that are going to be in low earth orbit that's going to be uh, on that's top of be a mess. Yeah, on top of all the other junk that's literally <laughs> up there. I mean, thankfully, most of the junk is in a much higher orbit. Yes, right. Low Earth orbit is pretty like empty, but not for long, it seems. Yeah. But yes. No. The military has put up satellites, and they use the lasers to communicate between each other. So yeah, military space not, lasers. No, I mean, I guess. Because, like, my phone can communicate faster than that, but not at that distance. Yeah, 60 miles apart. Yeah. 
I suppose that's that is a pretty impressive amount of distance. Yep. So military space lasers. That I I should point out saying military space lasers makes it sound way more like you know it's going to shoot each other, not communicate with each other. Well, they did shoot each other, just not with any sort of lethal amount of <laughs> infrared radiation. Uh, or anything even approaching that. Yeah. Like, in any way, shape, or form. They just did a fiber optic communication without the fiber, basically. Right. So, and uh, my last little bit of space news. Yeah. Starliner actually made it into space. Woo! And is currently, right now, docked at the ISS. So... Congratulations to them. Yep. Three years later, after the failed attempt, you made it up there. So, no, congratulations, you actually did make it. Yay! So, the supplies have been delivered. Um, Oh, I didn't see this part. After the... um, So, Starliner... Atlas V launched it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Starliner separated from Atlas V and had to fire its own thrusters to insert itself into a docking orbit. Uh, After that maneuver took place, Boeing and NASA revealed that two of the 12 thrusters Starliner uses for the procedure failed and cut off too early. Oh, no! The capsule's flight control system was able to kick in and reroute it to a working thruster, which helped get Starliner into a stable orbit. Well, that's good. They got redundancy built in. I mean, yes, in the way that, like, any spacecraft is going to have redundant systems. Yeah, so it's going to be up there for probably the rest of the week, and then they will detach from the ISS and land in the desert. Okay. But yeah, nope, that actually, they got it up there. Where does Dragon land? Uh, In the water. Okay. That's why they have those boats. They had the they had the boats uh, Miss Go and um, I forgot the other one was called. They had the old boats that were supposed to catch the fairings, but then they dropped those guys and they got other boats to basically handle uh, Dragon capsule uh, and astronaut recovery from the ocean. Yeah. So that it, it's up there finally. Woo! Yep. Can't knock them for that. Well. Yeah, I know. And now that I'm reading, yeah, two of the twelve boosters failed you can try it is an impressive feat it is definitely more than i can do yes it is more than i could think of it is more than i could design but you know they still have a ways to go all right um would you like to hop over out of space i think we're done with space yes we are done with space we can move over to games Okay. And there's some stuff going on with Hearthstone. Yep, somebody is trying to file a class action lawsuit. About loot boxes! Well, in this case, they're not loot boxes, they're card packs, but they're loot boxes. Yeah, Andy, because card packs are so different than loot boxes. Yeah. I'm sure you are about to regale us with all the differences between a card pack... And a, a loot box. There, Go ahead, Andy. There I'm literally waiting. literally none. There is literally no difference. So, I reiterate, the lawsuit is about loot boxes. Yes, yes it is. Okay, how much money did it... I, I haven't actually looked at the article. I just... How much money of the parents' money did the child spend? $300. I knew it! <laughs> Alright, so what's, what's the stance of the class action lawsuit? That this is... Predatory? In the, yeah, in the complaint, the lawyer says the minor, 
spent more than $300 playing Hearthstone using her father's linked credit card and debit cards without permission. Yep. The lawyer argues that the minor didn't know the odds of getting good cards and didn't know she couldn't get a refund, and apparently she almost never received any valuable cards. Okay, well, A, define for me a valuable card. Which, um, the, the technically the uh, card packs have basically a, uh, I'm not sure when the, this was implemented, Mm-hmm. But the card packs in Hearthstone actually have basically a um, a timer built in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have, you know, abysmal odds of trying to get legendaries. But if you open enough card packs... The odds go up each time? Yes. So, you you know, until you, you get another legendary and then it resets. So there's, there's you get, gri- the odds are abysmal, just, you know, not going to argue that point. Yep. But in theory... <clears throat> you will get one. You will get one after buying enough packs. Yep. Um, but uh, <clears throat> the... They said under a California family code, they have the right to get out of contracts or get a refund. Mm-hmm. And that uh, the complaint also takes issue with Blizzard Entertainment not disclosing odds of, for these packs. I still really like the... Um God, who was it? Was it FIFA, Sony and FIFA, their solution for loot boxes? Try to remember which one that one was. Flip the script. You know what's in it before you open it. Well, that's inter- that would be interesting. Granted, you wouldn't really buy it then. Right. You know what's in it before you open it. And there's a timer. So, like, after some amount of time, it'll reset and there'll be a new thing for you to buy. Or you can just buy it. And you get another one. Oh, I see. So you're not buying the card pack. You're basically buying time. I mean, you're still buying the yeah, card yeah, still pack, buying the you card know pack, exactly but... what's in it yep. before you buy it. If you want to buy the existing one to effectively roll for the next one, cool. You can do that. <clears throat> hmm. Yep. <clears throat> That's, that'd be interesting. But yeah, so they're trying to file a class action lawsuit, which Hearthstone's like, we just did this with Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Blizzard is like, please stop, please, please stop. Just let us, like, please stop. Let us make games. Yep. Did you see the satire article about Microsoft um, and and Activision Blizzard and being like, here's how Microsoft is going to deal with all of the illegal activity happening at Activision Blizzard? Are they just going to say, please stop? They're going to move the Activision office into international waters. <laughs> at which point. Nothing's illegal. <laughs> if you just move the office into international waters, nothing they do there is illegal. Sexual harassment? Eh, not illegal. It sounds satirical, but hey, Apple moved their headquarters to Ireland. Andy, it is satirical. It's not just that it sounds satirical. It is satirical. I know, but it's, Apple it's moved wrong. their headquarters to Ireland. <laughs> yeah, but that was for tax reasons. A it's lot satir- of people yeah. move their headquarters to Ireland yeah. for tax reasons. It's like all the corporations that are based out of Delaware. Yeah, exactly the same thing. Tax reasons. Is that because Delaware has no sales tax? Or are there oh. other tax things that make it better? Oh, somebody did a video about why Delaware has all these corporations in it. Okay. I think it was half as interesting. I don't remember the video, though. I know there's a place in Texas that, like, all of the patent trolls have their offices there because the laws there are the most friendly to patent trolls and the courts there are the most friendly to patent trolls. Yep. The tiny building where 285,000 businesses are based. 
<laughs> yep, it was a video from two years ago. Half is interesting. I knew it was that one. I just don't remember why. <clears throat> um, so other gaming news. Uh, Take-Two and Zynga, both of the shareholders, approved the merger on Thursday. So most likely next week, the deal will be finalized. Yay! question mark yeah i don't know it's 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 finally gonna be yeah yep so this this company that makes grand theft auto and farmville 3 candy no candy crush is king yeah <clears throat> well doesn't who owns king uh 10 cent oh okay right uh i thought it was hold on let's look this up candy crush king king acquired by activision blizzard oh king is owned by activision yes oops <clears throat> huh so Take Two owns Zynga. Who owns Take Two? Uh, does, does anyone own Take Two? No, they are the parent company. <laughs> okay, they Third own the largest publicly things. traded game company after Activision and EA. Take Two. Yes. Damn. I guess they have been like buying a lot and expanding their studios. <clears throat> so yeah, that's going to be finalized. And you know, it was the biggest deal at twelve point seven billion, but now you know Microsoft and Activision for sixty eight point seven. Yeah, will most likely close if it gets past the FTC first part of next year. That's a long time. Well, Microsoft says it's actually moving pretty quickly. So, all right. Any word on the Cerner Oracle merge that keeps going, like happening, then not happening, then happening, then not happening? <sighs> that one I haven't. I just stopped paying attention. That's that's kind of an important one for me professionally. Yeah, there was one where um, somebody was trying to buy somebody was trying to buy Nielsen, which all of us were like, "Great! If somebody buys Nielsen, does that mean we're going to have to redo all of our contracts for ratings and all the other fun stuff?" Oh God, who's trying to buy Nielsen? uh, China? um, Hold on, I'll have to look up my emails here. <clears throat> Where is that? So, oh, that's why, because I'm not in my work email. Oh. <laughs> oh, All I right, have, let's yeah. let's keep going. Don't worry about it. I'm like, where is this email? Oh, wait, I'm in my personal email, and I sent yep. all my business newsletters to my work yep. email because work. Um, so, here's EA. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about EA splitting up with FIFA. Right, and laughing hysterically at that. Yes, because FIFA's like, oh, yes, it's all about the license. And EA's mm-hmm. going, like, you guys are fucking crazy. We've got a huge fan base at this point. Well, and FIFA going, like, wait, wait, we didn't mean it. Come back. Please, please. And EA just go like, fuck you. Well, EA has now laid off more than 200 support (coughs) staff for FIFA. I don't think these are related. I feel bad for these 200 people. I don't think those are related. Well, they they were the ones who work on email, chat, and phone support. Right. It's customer service. Yes, customer service. Looks like EA is going to outsource their customer support. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Literally everyone has outsourced their customer support. Yes. Oh, I know, having dealt with T-Mobile's home internet... <laughs> I called up T-Mobile yep. to cancel my old home internet because I got the okay. new 5G home internet. Yep. I got the uh, trash can, if anybody knows what I'm talking about. I don't. Um. So I tried to call T-Mobile, and I was going to cancel that line. Are you looking up T-Mobile home internet trash can? I might be. 
and then go to image search. Ah, that sure looks like a trash can. Yep. How big is it, though? It's not very big. No, it fits under my TV. So we've got our okay. TV mounted right above on the, uh, so I'd say 10, 11 inches tall. Yeah, that's not too bad. I love the person who mounted a fan underneath it. Oh, people have been doing that because the older versions would overheat. Would overheat. Yep. <laughs> You can even buy a T-Mobile trash can lid on Etsy, which is just a fan in a 3D printed container to mm-hmm. fit over it. Yeah, you want to put the fan on the bottom, though, to push the hot air out. Well, but you also need inlets then to let the cool air in. Yeah. I could 3D print that. <clears throat> People also sell kits because you can crack open the case on this thing, and um, it's got external antenna jacks. So you can beef up your antenna? Yes. I haven't seen the need to. <clears throat> like, hold on, let me do, let me do a test. Do, do, How do, much do, is do. this plan? Uh, $50 a month. Well, is... unless you go to Magenta Max and then it's now $30 a month. That is less than I pay for my home internet. Is that the introductory rate or is that the rate rate? That's the rate rate. Huh. Interesting. All right. I am getting... I believe we get 5G at our house. Uh, right now, over Wi-Fi to the T-Mobile box, we are getting 77 down and 21 up. Oh, see, I'm getting like 200 down. <laughs> and in fact, this computer, I believe, has a physical line. So let me check that. <clears throat> yeah, my laptop yeah, this used computer to have... is on a physical line. My laptop here used to have a physical line, but the Ethernet crapped out on it. So now I am... Uh, oh, I'm connected directly I'm to pulling, the box. I'm not even connected to my home internet. I'm pulling 230 down. What's your up on T-Mobile? 21. Eh, it's better than mine. I'm getting... I'm limited. It's clearly throttled because it, like, jumps up straight up to that and then stops uh, at 10.3. Ah, but I'm getting 230 down. Yeah, no, I it 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 all depends though. You could I think you could actually go to the store and basically you tell them you want to do a test drive. I think that's what they're calling it, and they could actually basically <clears throat> try it out for a month just to see what kind of um, connection. Yeah, because it it all depends on the towers, yep. where the tower is, and how loaded it is. Yep, it's like There's I know a T-Mobile store a mile and a half from my house. I, I'm like, I know exactly which tower it's supposed to be on. You know, I've got 5G on my phone, so I can keep tabs on the thing. And it's, but yeah, $50 a month for 77 down, 21 up. That's fine for us. So. Okay. Interesting. T-Mobile 5G typically sees speeds between 33 and 180 megabits per second. Yep, I could see that. So I'm higher than that. And I like being higher than that. Well, there you go. Yeah, we had we had spectrum cable, but then they jacked up our price and the squirrels around the neighborhood here love chewing the wires. <clears throat> our wires are buried. So Ours usually are not, not a problem. <laughs> usually not a problem. I say usually because it has been a problem. Yep. We have a number of tunneling insects, mm. not insects, rodents, tunneling rodents. So that that actually has been a problem before, but not not frequently. Yeah, no, they're working on um, our fiber here at work. Uh, is on the pole. They're slowly working on burying um, a line down the road because I've seen the guys with their angled um, uh, angled driller digger things. Yeah. Borers. Angled borers. Uh, all, uh, all, augers. Augers. A- angle, angled augers. 
Yeah. What's an owl? A-W-L? That's a, that's you punch a hole in leather with an awl. Okay. But an auger is the, the drill kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Because I've seen the them out. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen them out on the road to work, but... God, that was hilarious when somebody hit the power pole right next to our building and just the alphabet soup of everybody who was on that pole (laughs) fiber-wise. Uh, it's kind of terrible. And, you know, somebody comes to me and is like, how come the internet's out? And I'm like, did you look out at the parking lot? As soon as, yeah, as soon as all those tech trucks leave the parking lot, the internet will come back. <laughs> They're keeping it away. Yes. <clears throat> and then, yeah, somebody, one of the managers asked me, he's like, well, can't we get like a backup? And I'm like, well, we could go cellular, but anything fiber wise is going to have the same problem because they're all going to be on that pole right outside the building. <clears throat> yeah. Only way to get around it would be to get off the pole, which would mean no cable, no fiber, no nothing. It would have to yeah. be cellular. That's our only option. The problem is if we have Verizon on the tower right next to the building. So you, if you're too close to one side of the building, you're outside of the angle. You're outside of the beam from the tower because you're too close to the tower. Does that make sense? No. The antennas are all pointed away from the tower, not down. Okay. So if, you, <laughs> if you're standing like right under the tower, you're not None of the antennas are pointed at you oh. because you're straight down. Yeah, so you're you're not going to have a very good connection so, to the tower. Yeah. yeah, and of course, nobody else is going to want to put something right there because the tower is right there. Yeah. Yeah, so these are all first world problems. <laughs> Definitely first world problems. <clears throat> Speaking of 5G, though, Canada has joined the U.S. and U.K. and Australia and New Zealand mm-hmm. in banning Huawei equipment. Woo! Yep. About time. Not where I was thinking you were going to go with that, though. I was, I was expecting a, like, speaking of 5G, cancer. <laughs> but, okay, so Canada bans Huawei. Yes, and ZTE equipment as well. Yeah, which I believe we did as well. Yeah. Um, because, again, people are just... You know, when when this first came out, when, like, the United States Congress was like, yeah, we should not do this, like, and it was recommended... I think it was recommended by one of the intelligence agencies of, like, we should not let their equipment on our network. I was like, man, are you guys just being, like, super paranoid? Like, yeah, I get it, that's your job to be super paranoid, but come on. <laughs> Now that it's the UK, Australia, us, Canada, like, maybe there is something to this. Is China legit, like, trying to spy on everyone through these companies' hardware? Well, the core concern is the national intelligence law. Yeah. Which people claim that says the Chinese government can basically force Chinese organizations and citizens to cooperate with state intelligence work. Yeah. And Huawei and ZTE are Chinese organizations. Right. Now, let's not pretend like we don't do the same thing here. (laughs) AT&T and the NSA? I mean... Right. If the NSA went to AT&T and Verizon and said, hey, like, we want, we need your help, and here's a fuck ton of money, what do you think they're going to say? Oh, no, that would violate people's constitutional rights. No, I don't think that's going to happen. No, we've already, we we know that's already been in place. That was the whole, um, oh, that whistleblower, NSA whistleblower who went to Russia. Yep. What was his name? Waiting for it. If there's a blizzard outside, what do you say? Oh, Snowden. 
There you go. Yeah. So yes. So yeah, they, they are accusing these Chinese, the China government and the Chinese corp- companies, basically for possibly going to do what we've already done. Right, and probably continue to do. Yes, but it's it's just kind of it's interesting. It's very interesting that like I it, it has to be a thing now, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they said, "Yep, it's um." Need to remove all equipment by June 28th, 2024. And what's China going to do in the meantime? Install back doors and literally everything. Probably. Yeah. Also, like, does kind of suck for Huawei as a, as a company. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of messy. Yeah. Luckily, the uh, Canadian telecoms had basically seen the writing on the wall and have already been winding down their use of Huawei equipment (laughs) because they just assumed there was going to be an eventual ban. Well, with the other countries also doing this ban. Yeah. It's probably like, ah, yeah, let's just start scaling this back. Yep. Okay. Well, good for them. Bad for China, which, yeah. Suddenly, RA podcast banned from Chinese. Oh, come on. We would have been banned from China years ago. <laughs> probably. Years ago. We banned Russia. That is true. <laughs> RA podcast banned Russia years ago. We banned Russia before it was even cool. I mean, yeah, but also like spam bots. <laughs> oh my God, the spam bots. So many spam bots. We were just like, you know what? All Russian IP addresses, gone. Oh my gosh. So I've got uh, one of our AM transmitter sites. Yeah. It has internet access now <clears throat> because it was cheaper to put internet in than it would be for a phone line. Right. Put put you've, that you've through your head. That. Yeah, yeah. No, you've talked about that. We've, we've covered that. The fact that I'm getting pings from so many foreign IP addresses, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, say that again? I'm The, 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 the site is getting hit by all these people from foreign IP addresses. Yeah. From Asia and Russia and the Middle East. Okay. That are trying to access my remote control unit. It's just hilarious. It's not, it's I, not hilarious that, it's, you know. It's actually a little terrifying, Andy. Yes. That they're trying, cause that, that unit technically is a part of national infrastructure. Yes. And like, you know, it's not like the end of the country if they get into it, but it's not great. No, but it's still, it's just like, people are like, how come you don't have the web GUI on? <laughs> well, there's a pretty damn good reason. <laughs> Because it's less secure. Yes, much less secure. Uh, what? All right, what else we got here? Uh, uh, speaking of hacking, somebody uh, says that they can hack your Tesla or basically any other vehicle that uses proximity. Um, I forget exactly what it's called, but the proximity factor of Bluetooth low energy communications. Yeah. To do what? To Saying I can hack your vehicle is well, a, they're a doing... very, like, you can hack it to gain total control over it, can hack it to unlock it, can, like... Uh, hack it to unlock it. Okay. Oh, and drive it away. Oh, fun. Yes. So the Tesla uses the proximity uh, call in Bluetooth yep. to uh, unlock the doors and turn it on. Proximity authentication, because they just assume that the Bluetooth object is on you because it's nearby, therefore... Right. 
right. it will let you open the door. Right. You you pair it to your phone, yep. and so when you have your phone, you can open the door. Yes. Okay. So um, they basically set up a man-in-the-middle attack. They have one to person... To broadcast Yes. Somebody next to the car sends out a uh, sends out a request signal for, um, you know, to the Tesla saying, hey, I'm here. The Tesla will send an authentication request. <clears throat> Somebody else is wherever the person with the key is takes the authentication request, you know, they send it via the internet to wherever the other person is. The other person broadcasts the authentication request to the owner whose phone is somewhere nowhere near the car. The phone responds with, okay, you're asking for an authentication request, you know. Here it is. Here it is. Person captures that signal, <clears throat> sends it over the internet back to the person standing next to the car. The person next to the car rebroadcasts the authentication response to the car. Car goes, hey, you're nearby and you answered the authentication request, we're good to go. <laughs> All right. I mean, that would indeed work. <clears throat> yep. So the video is the guy using a link layer relay attack to unlock and drive away a Tesla. Without the key nearby. Without the key nearby. Because the key is nearby someone else. Yes. I mean, this is... A, this is not a, like, I'm just going to walk up to a Tesla and open it. No. Right? This is a coordinated attack. Yes. <clears throat> any, but any BLE device that authenticates solely on proximity yep. is vulnerable. Yeah. And there's... Lots of those. Yes. Including Door some, locks. Yes, including some door locks. Yeah. But, like, again, coordinated attack. Well, somewhat coordinated, you know, as long as you have, you know, you don't have to have a second person there. You just need to have some sort of device near the other person, near the other person. Yeah. Yeah. So you could, if you, if you really wanted to, like you could bump into, this is what I, how I would see it in like a, a heist movie, right? Where you have like the pickpocket accidentally quote unquote bump into the person and plant a device on them that would act as the capture and rebroadcast. Yep. And then you could just go to their car at any time and get into it. Yes. And drive away. Yes, which I've, I swear I've seen this actually before. I think somebody was stealing Porsches, <clears throat> doing something similar like this, where they would have a, like a Yagi antenna. A to Yagi get, antenna? Yes, a di highly directional antenna. Speaking of okay. highly directional, going all the way back to Voyager 1. Yeah. Um, having a highly directional antenna be able to basically act as the relay for the key or whatever inside the house to, to basically get the proximity thing. I swear it was it was either Porsches or Mazdas or something. It was some foreign car company. And they couldn't figure out for the longest time how they were stealing these things. And it was something like this where they were using RF repeaters yep. to mimic this same exact issue. So isn't technology wonderful? Yep. I mean, show me a perfect lock, Andy. <laughs> there, There is none. Every lock has... If there's one thing I've realized from watching the lockpicking lawyer videos, yep. <laughs> if there's a key slot, you can then, get then around you can get it. Through it, yeah. yeah. There is no perfect lock. There are some that are really friggin' hard. That's that's what it is. Is you just got to make it not worth their time and effort. 
Did you watch the lockpicking lawyer take apart the stuff made here lock? Um, that was the guy where he sent the lock to him in like a door frame, right? Right. Yes. I watched the both. I watched both sides of there. Of yeah. That where video. he designed the lock and then sent it. Yes. And then apparently designed a second entirely different lock and sent that. <clears throat> And even those, I mean, LPL went through them and is like, yeah, I found vulnerabilities. There's, there are ways through this. Yep. <clears throat> so yeah, if there's, if there's a key, there is a vulnerability. Yep. All right. Anything else on this list you want to talk about or should we hit the randoms? Uh, excuse me. Uh, Sony Energy Goals. Yes, Sony says they are going to get closer to net zero. Yes, carbon neutrality in 2040. Now, cool and uh, carbon neutral by 2030. Wait, no, 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 no. Try that again. Carbon neutral by 2030 or 2040. Uh, 100% renewability by 2030. Okay. So 100% renewable electricity by 2030, and then carbon neutral by 2040. 2040. There it is. That's new plans. They just basically are able to cut 10 years off their plan now. Okay. <clears throat> Which the EU is now accelerating all of their renewable energy plans because they well wanna... they kinda <laughs> just got cut off from a large amount of their energy yeah <clears throat> they were like oh oh shit uh oh shit <clears throat> wait who are who, our, our bills are going to russia oh shit yeah. Yeah, we can't we can't be against russia and also keep paying them for oil right we got to do something <clears throat> Oh, and there was a group out of MIT that has created solar-powered portable desalination devices. Yay! That's awesome. Yeah, they it can run basically off of a small solar panel. And uh, where's the thing here? It can uh, 0.3 liters an hour. And there are no, uh, it's all electrically based. So, uh, there are no filters that you have to deal with like in that's a reverse, awesome. yeah, like in a reverse osmosis setup. Yeah, that's awesome. Now it's not Set the it most, forget it. Yeah. It's not the most, you know, efficient, you know, large scale, large scale reverse osmosis is basically like you can't get any better than that for large scale efficient things. But this one is literally handheld device you put one hose in any sort of water source and you put the other hose in your potable you know container and you just let it work <clears throat> that's pretty cool yep so yeah good news coming out of mit on that one yay mit so all right well we should hit the randoms yeah probably so it is my review i'm reviewing a new little game i have picked up for my phone called wordgrams oh that's not what you sent me what did i send you crossword huh? i sent you the right one. Oh, wordgrams weird wordgrams crossword puzzle okay never mind yes, so you sent me wordgrams yes so it is a crossword but okay. this is kind of like words with like friends. a full hey, wait 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 like a full crossword or like a first grade crossword uh it's it's not a big crossword yeah but I think like is it a solid block with like a couple holes in it or is it like one word connects to one word and maybe connects to two words uh more towards the second than the first okay so more like the the like kindergarten crosswords yes so think of word with friends so you have like you know the scrapple board yeah and you have a, a slot of letters yep but instead of scrabble it's a crossword puzzle okay so you have five letters 
yeah that you get and you get a crossword grid which some of the <laughs> some of the clues are not words they're pictures but they're still you know here's a clue for across here's a clue for down you know how many letters and so you have a list of five letters so you go looking at this grid and go oh i you know the fourth one down across the answer is nail and i have an n and an l i can put these two in the spots and i get points and you get <laughs> bonus points for you know figuring out where all five letters go on this grid and then it's the other player's turn they get five letters figure out where on the grid the letters go and they get points so it's word with friends but it's a crossword puzzle does this make sense sure kinda i'm having difficulty picturing it that is just fine so it's you know and there are different size it's it's competitive grids. crosswords. Yes. Okay. But you know, if I look at the thing and I go, "Oh, the answer is poison," but I you don't might have a, only have the O and the I, or I might have none of them, and I'll have to actually play my other tiles in order to get new tiles that might actually be the letter. Yes. Yeah. So I might so, have I might have one or a couple of the letters. Right. So you can know the word, but sucks to be you because you need to know where the letters you have go. Yes. Okay. Okay, I get it. Is it you versus other people or like you versus the computer? Well, there actually is a you versus the computer mode called training. Um, There is also a solo challenge mode. So you can play just you to try to see how quickly you can fill in the grid. Or um, you can play against the computer in the normal mode, and then they have um, they have different size grids. So there's you know casuals, this little tiny one, and then the the normal one is pretty big. It's uh, seven by I think seven by eleven. So, but yes, you are playing against actual people this time, unlike that text or die where it's not actual people. Um, the downside of all mobile games is the ads. Yep. If you wanted ad-free, it would be, you have three options, all right? You could pay by the month, five bucks a month. You could pay by the week, two bucks a week. Or you could pay by the year, $25 for the year. So it's a subscription. Yes. It's not a pay once and forget about it. It would be a subscription, which, no. So, you know, I, I'm watching, the, the ads pop up every once in a while, and there's a banner ad at the top of the game. So, yes, the ads are annoying, and there's, I feel like the <clears throat> subscription-based pay-to-not-get-ads is kind of annoying as well. Um, but it's still fun. It's, you know, I, I liked Word with Friends. I like Word puzzle games, as you can see, well, you can't see, but the number of Wordle clones on my phone is more than a dozen. Um, and this one is words with friends, but crossword based. And I love, I love crosswords as well. So if you're able to handle the ads, I'd say, try it out. If the ads get annoying to you, then pay. Yeah. You can pay way more than you should, or you can just uninstall it. That's up to you. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, available on Android and on iOS. It's a clever, does like, that's a clever idea for a game. Yeah. But man, ads. Yes. Ads it's a neat books. idea, but damn the ads. Yep. So there okay. you go. That's that's my review. Okay. Wordgrams. I will post a link to the Google Play version, but if you just Google Wordgrams, you can find the iOS version as well. And the random topic. topic. Rolled ahead of time. Do you log into your Microsoft computer using a local account or a Microsoft account? Why did you choose one over the other? Um, I don't have a Microsoft computer. I have a PC that runs Microsoft Windows. 
<laughs> it is not a Microsoft computer. I, w- I was going to say, uh, I, act- I was actually dealing with a Surface yesterday. Because, that is a Microsoft computer. Yes, I was dealing with a Surface yesterday at work because um, one of our, uh, the, the corporate office got everybody Surfaces because the corporate office is basically going everywhere now. So they all need, you know, portable stuff there. And I guess the Surfaces were the way to go with everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I'm just going to say one thing, and that is fuck the Microsoft accounts. Just <laughs> so hard with a cactus. Ow, dude. Yes. What if it doesn't consent? I didn't consent to having to be forced to use Microsoft accounts, but they did it anyway. To be clear, Andy is not advocating for rape with a cactus. No, it's just... I hate these Microsoft accounts with a passion. Okay. Because even even Office, you know, even Office now has to have a Microsoft account attached to it. Yes. And they put a limit on the number of accounts you can have attached to a single email. So now I have to keep track of not only, you know, who's on what computers, but then also who's... Microsoft Office account is in charge of the Microsoft Office we had to install on that computer. I feel like that sounds like a case where you need to go to the enterprise level. We are enterprise level. Then I feel like there should be a better way to handle that. Yeah, I, you and I and other enterprise level people agree. Because I'm pretty sure, like... My company does not deal with that. I I don't know if we're not enterprise enough, but it's just super annoying with the the Microsoft stuff there. And especially with Windows 11, where before, you know, you could set up a... We haven't even moved to to 11 yet. We've got a couple of 11 boxes that we're messing around with. Yeah. Just because we know it's coming. Um, And just, you know, before when you're setting up a Windows 10 account, you can kind of just, they can say, hey, do you want to sign in with your Microsoft account? And you can skip it. You're like, no. That's not really an option in 11. Yeah. So we're just looking at 11 going, this is just getting worse and worse. So I, here's the thing. I don't actually know if I'm signing on to my work computer with a Microsoft account. I know that we use like the single sign-on Azure Microsoft Enterprise stuff for authentication. And so like if I go and log on to Office 365, I log on with my work account. Well, Does we, that make it a Microsoft account? Uh, y- most of our stuff there, we always use the same work emails for... But like it's not the same email for the account it's like literally my when i update my password for work i'm updating that account i don't know i'd have to i granted i can't see how your guys are set up nor would anybody let me as they should correct but if i go to outlook.com yes and i click sign in it comes up with like microsoft sign in but right below that there's a sign in options that nope so okay so i go and i sign in with my work email i feel like they just put your work email in as your microsoft account I that's what know, that's man, what we that's what we did here because like it's connecting me to our exchange server that part i'm not sure because we're google based oh, maybe not yeah because it's it's outlook office 365.com i mean this is the email for work <clears throat> i feel like you're using a microsoft account and you don't know it i'm probably using a microsoft <laughs> account for my work computer for personal i'm not yeah no uh, as far as why did i choose that well for work i didn't <laughs> it's just that's the way it is. Uh, and then for home, it's I didn't want to deal with it. No, I am all local here at home. At work, we've got our own domain. 
But yeah, everything Microsoft now has just been slowly pushing in that direction. I'm like, I don't want to. <clears throat> this was so much easier way back when, when all I had to remember was just the frickin', you know, 25 key code. Yeah, yeah. And we literally would just tape that to the inside of the computer box. If we ever had to do anything, just open the box and go, oh, here's the, you know, here's your Microsoft key, your Windows key, your Office key, <clears throat> all right there. Yep. So we just type it in, no problem. Now it's like, okay, what's your micro, you know, sign into your Microsoft account. We have to go down the list going, okay, who was actually connected to that computer? We have to, you know, sign in and make sure we got the right email for it, which we're not allowed to store the email passwords anywhere anymore. Um, so now we basically have to reset. We have to, especially if it's somebody who's gone, we have to reactivate their email account in order to send the forget password email to the thing so we can actually reset their Microsoft account password. <clears throat> Sounds onerous. It is super dumb. Super, super dumb. And this is why, since we have the Google Suite, keep on trying to push people to use just the Google Docs, the Google Sheets, and everything. But, but I like Office. Yes, that's the problem, is everybody loves Office. Everybody knows how to do Office because everybody's done Office. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's a reason why I don't have Office on my laptop is because I'm, you know, I can't say, hey, we should all use Google Drive for everything, and then me using Office on my own laptop. That I don't want to be very hypocritical, so I've been trying to use all my stuff on Google. Yeah. But, yeah, no, <clears throat> it's... I want to stay away from the Microsoft account, but I know Microsoft won't let me. No. Nope. So... Sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, on that bummer of a note, yeah, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.